to sometimes being like, I'm going to go meet this person and I don't know where it might go or where it might lead. And then something amazing might come out of it that you never would have imagined. Welcome to Your Life But Easier. Sydney Banks stated, all feelings derive and become alive, whether negative or positive, from the power of thought. Having that deep realization will carry you through life, leaving you to feel calmer and more at ease, whatever life throws at you. It is so simple, yet so complex. This podcast will support you to see yourself differently. The life you are living, the body you live in, and the relationship you have with yourself and others. Each week, I offer an insight that will help you to see yourself with more understanding, kindness, and love. There's nothing to do but to see that the answer to an easier life is right in front of you. It is your life, but easier. Have fun listening. Hello, everyone, to Your Life But Easier. Today, I got Siobhan Fox here. Um, I don't introduce you, Siobhan. I just think um, maybe you do that yourself. And uh, then we want to uh, lead our conversation into success and fear of success and all the beliefs we have about being successful and what is holding us back from being successful and the aim of this conversation is for you to find maybe a little bit more ease in your life and uh, taking your success maybe to the next level so Siobhan hello lovely to have you here and thanks for having me you're welcome it's lovely that you're here and um, can I just ask you maybe that you introduce yourself if you want to and what you want to share with a group and then we go into a very relaxed conversation about this and just see where the conversation will lead us. Sure. So yeah, uh, I'm Siobhan and I hail from um, a lovely little village just outside of Winchester in Hampshire called South Winston that I've just moved to. I run my own business as a marketing manager for small business owners and also as a marketing mentor. And I have a little boy who is five, who is lots of fun, and a wonderful husband. And yeah, I have to say, a pretty wonderful life. Um, but it wasn't always that way. It's been <laughs> there's been a few struggles along the way to get here. So yeah, um, I'd love to uh, explore the idea of m maybe even initially just what success means, because uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking about that myself and having achieved a few big life goals recently, it makes you think someone else's version of success is not the same as yours, is it? And it's mm. too easy to look at what someone else has and, and say, oh, that's what success is. But actually, it is whatever you want it to be, isn't it? It's it's your life. It's your goals. Yeah, exactly. It's very individually different. What means success to one person is something something completely different to um, someone else. Um, 
that comes into mind, you know, for me uh, about the goal setting, you know, we are very hung up about goals and we need to set our five years goals and um, then it's okay to have these goals. It's absolutely fine to put stuff out there and um, set something into the future and uh, but then not being hung up about it I find that that yeah yeah I think it's letting go of the outcome you know I've wanted to buy my own home well I've always wanted to buy my own home but probably since having a kid it became I, I yearned for it more um but there were just too many things outside of our control and I had to let go of the timeline. I had to, I had to keep bringing myself back to the fact that it would just happen when it happened. And I, all I could do was just keep taking the right action and taking the right steps, but I couldn't dictate when it would happen. And I think that's exactly right. It's important to, aim for things to know what you want out of life but you you know like originally in my business I did a lot of right I'm going to set a financial goal for this for this month or this year or this quarter but I never achieved them or they or they just arrived without me trying to achieve them because the sort of work I do I can't really dictate when someone is gonna say yes I might talk to someone today and they don't come back to me for another 18 months. So it's impossible. And I think you, we tie ourselves in knots when we try to control stuff that just isn't within our control. And then, and then you can, it can be quite a negative experience then because you're like, well, why haven't I achieved X, Y, Z? Mm, exactly. so, yeah. I, I like to think of intentions. I like to think of setting intentions rather than hard measurable goals which goes against what a lot of marketing folks would say mm. but uh yeah you know like my intention at that moment is to slow down it is to enjoy all the things that I've created it's to enjoy these goals that I have finally achieved um and what that looks like I don't know yet but I'm putting an intention out there and I find that's but that works better for me than, you know, setting a hard goal, like I will reduce my hours by 20%, that sort of thing. I don't know, it becomes too black and white. Some people love that, don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I think there are a collection of us that like to be more open-minded about what's what might arrive. I think if you if you set a really black and white goal, sometimes you can close yourself off to exciting opportunities or to sometimes think that like, I'm going to go meet this person and I don't know where it might go or where it might lead. And then something amazing might come out of it that you never would have imagined. Mm. I think setting a goal and seeing it black and white is is really that we don't take life in the equation that life just happens and sometimes life has different plans with us but then I can go and I have loads of thinking about it and 
when I have loads of thinking about it, life is hard. There's a lot of frustration around. And then I'm forgetting that I actually never actually have been in control. Yeah. And um, that's what, 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 when I heard, you know, it's a good idea to set things into motion, but not being attached to the outcome. And every time when I'm attached to the outcome, that's the only person who is suffering is me. Yeah, that's where the suffering t turns up, isn't it? That's exactly it. And for me, that was really, really helpful. Because, I mean, for example, when I used to prepare to give a talk and just in the beginning when I came to the UK, for example, and then only one or two people turned up and I put so much effort in it, you know, to, 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 to get that going. And then it didn't really happen. I had loads of frustration about it. But when I took into the equation that it's out of my control, what's going to go, what's going to happen? And um, then it... I was not suffering anymore. It was mm. okay that that's that's apparently not it. I need to look at that in a different way. I can get creative here. So I didn't have a lot of thinking about it, about my frustration and I'm never going to do that again and I'm a failure and uh, it's none of that. It has it's impersonal. It suddenly changes to being impersonal and that's when you can get creative and say okay fine. Right. So only one third person turned up, two people turned up. Um, so what can I do different? Where can I go different? What can I change in my language? Um, what can I what can I do else that I get more engagement here? What what didn't they hear? And mm. it is always feeding back on that, but it's not personal. It's not about you. It's just that you happen to take life in that moment very personal. Yeah. Yeah, and to the point about fearing success, I think a lot of people who run workshops and masterclasses and courses and, you know, I get a lot of people come to me and they're like, well, I did this and I posted about it on social media and only two people signed up or no one came. or, But actually, they maybe only talked about it two or three times and just expected I hear that a lot from people and they expected people to, and I'm like, do you know how loud you have to shout? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, you know, and you know, reach out to your, well, we both know we've both been there. Um, you know, I, I've run these things myself and, and it was a real hard learning for me that I, the amount of things I needed to do, I needed to reach out to my network and get them to share it and refer people. I needed to post about it every day on social media for a reasonable amount of time, tell my email list, put it on my website, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so when you do that, then it can be quite hard to detach yourself from the outcome because you're really in that zone of mm. people must come to my thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and then, but I think um, it, a lot of people that I've spoken to when we've dug underneath, they're scared that lots of people will come. They kind of want that get out clause that, okay, well, if only three people come, then that's a less scary amount of people. Or I could just cancel it or postpone it. Not everyone, but there's a slice of people that I'm thinking of that I've interacted with about these things. And I'm like, 
did you really want people to come? It's kind of like, you know, when you've written an email, you're scared of sending and you close your eyes and hit the send button and then slam your laptop shut, shut and <laughs> drive away from your home because um, you don't know what response you might get. It's like that. Not everyone does this, but there's definitely people I know who, who've held themselves back from achieving something because they're afraid of, of you know, who will I be if I am successful? Who will I be if I do achieve that goal? Um, I spoke to a client before Christmas. We were working on her messaging and she just she was genuinely like, there, I know so many people who want this thing. I'm terrified everyone's going to ask for, the, for it and mm. I won't have capacity. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's fascinating that you would aim towards something you want but be terrified that it will go well. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I think and that's where we get caught up in that thinking, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. I think that's the big question, you know, when something is not happening for you. Is it really that you want that or is it really, mm. is it maybe that you want something completely different? Um, I I keep asking myself that every time, you know, when I do something, what is my intention behind that? You know, is it really what I want? And when I, I, I did that recently um, as well about uh, a webinar and um, I didn't, I didn't really promote it. And I just thought, isn't that interesting that I don't really promote it. So somehow The time is apparently not right. But then we we see it always external, away from us, mm-hmm. instead of looking what is really going on for us. And when you really look at that, then you actually come up with the answer that the time is maybe not right. You may be like you said with your client, that's a really interesting one. You know, there is something you're scared of. Um, yeah. You know, how am I going to handle with that? How am I going to handle with all the success? You know, who will I going to be? Have I still got time for X, Y, Z? And um, my life will be completely different. Um, You know, you know, it's too hard work or whatever belief you're having about that. That's it's really an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah, I see that a lot. Um, And it is it always, you know, people come to me for all sorts of reasons, you know, on the surface it's about marketing it's never really about marketing it's always about them you know I had someone come to me last year and he was like oh I just I hate marketing I was like okay tell me what's going on and he went I just want more of these kinds of clients um but I I don't want to do marketing to find them And I'm like, okay, well, what do you believe marketing is then? Because every time you open your mouth, you're marketing the business. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I don't want to do LinkedIn. I don't want I'm like, well, don't do any of those things then. Just do it through referrals. Just be really clear on who you're looking for and go out and ask some people or mention it at the school gates when you meet somebody new. Networking doesn't have to be an event. It happens everywhere all the time. And he was like, oh, <laughs> Mm. And it, but it was all these beliefs he's had but but then so much of that comes from the should doesn't it I should do a webinar because that's the best way to find clients for my business I should go to networking events or you know it can be anything in life I should lose weight or I should go to the gym but if you don't really want that thing inside of you and you're not totally aligned with it it comes out 
doesn't it? Absolutely. Mm. In that, and then you'll have those thoughts. What if it goes well? What if it goes badly? And you get caught up in all of that. But it's a, it's a signal. It's telling you something's not aligned in there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm I, I had that experience, you know, with marketing. Like you know, you know, we're working together, and um, with the marketing side of things, I was also um, in the beginning. I was like, I hated it, absolutely hated it, and I thought, God, now I don't want to do this. And then I I really heard through you and through my mentor it is really what is it what you want to create you know what is it what is fun marketing is a is a big spectrum and like you said it starts when you talk to people so what is it that you're good at what is it um you have fun with and then take this few things and then create it and um it's a completely different way in. It's like with network, mm. networking for me. I, I, I like n networking. You know, as in going to network meetings, um, sometimes. But depends what networking it is. But I found for me as well, networking is really when I go into my community and I actually speak to people, mm -hmm. and. Um, it has a knock not knock on effect when you when you do that and um yes it's um it's then fun it it turns yeah. from being from being a, a task uh, an overwhelmed thing to being actually fun it's like taking the pressure off on writing on social media. I used to see social media as like something like a big wall, for example. Mm -hmm. And today I completely took the pressure off. I use it as a communication place. And um, I go on there when I want to communicate and uh, when I want to engage with the people I know and... Um, comment on their stuff and I think anyway I mean social media is more about commenting on other people's stuff than actually posting and um, it gets then a completely different flavor and when you start to look at it at different in a different way yeah well originally they were all social networks mm -hmm. it was only when all the monetization came in because they wanted to make money that it became social media but originally, so I try to think of them still as social networks. It's just a way of me talking to people and keeping touch with them and having a laugh. You know, like I try to treat LinkedIn like the office kitchen. Where you might talk to someone about their kids school play they saw last night, or you might talk about what you're having for lunch, or you might hear overhear someone starting a new project and ask about it. You might meet a new colleague. So yeah, I, it's just for me. That's how I make it fun. Mm. And I, I think really come like back that. to your yeah. your earlier question: What is it that you really want? What is it that you really want? Then it. Then the next question I think is: How do I bring that to life or create that in a way that is fun and enjoyable? I think it's there's a lot of loss of fun. <laughs> mm. I try to mention it a lot in my my own messaging. You know. By the way, owning a business can be fun. Mm -hmm. the The point of it is not is not to just create another job for yourself. It's 
to to experience more freedom and fun and choice in your life. Like I had a moment, I went to my co-working space in Winchester the other day. And I thought, right, I'll take an early lunch, be back for one, do another couple of hours and I'll go pick up my son from school. And as I was walking back through the city, um, everyone was sitting on the green outside the cathedral in the sunshine. And I thought, well, it's 10 to 1, I should oh, get back. Nice. And then I went, I went, hang on, Sean, um, you're your own boss. So if you want to sit here and eat your sandwich and do less work, by the way, you can do that. Four years later, I'm still coaching myself uh-huh. that I'm my own boss. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to be back at 1. Uh-huh. But, yeah, it, it's those little moments where you catch yourself and go, God, that was another should playing out. I should do two hours this afternoon. Mm, good for you. No, good for no you. I shouldn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, like, it. I'm better to go back to my desk refreshed, having spent some moments in the sunshine relaxing, mm-hmm. than, than go back and feel like I was missing out on what was ended up being a beautiful moment, you know? It, but I think it's... That's where we get caught up in that, all that thinking and that overthinking mm-hmm. around, I should do this because if I don't do this, this isn't going to happen, which is what you said. It's that illusion yeah. of control. Yeah. Yeah. So now I can hear some people who will listen to this, that they will say, yes, but there is sometimes, you know, there is um, stuff which just has to be done. And you just have to get on with it. And you just have to get over yourself and just do it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) What do you have to say to that? Yeah, I mean, I think about that a lot. Um, But then what I find is it just happens without too much thinking. Most of it will just happen. I mean, I'm very forgetful. I have to write things down and set reminders. and But so long as I have those things in place, I can forget and something else will pick it up for me. I have reminders on my phone. I write things down. There's reminders on our, <laughs> on our devices. What I find really helpful is I never do myself a daily list, but I do have in mind what I want to get done this week. And there is stuff you you need to get done at some point, but it's more fluid then because when, when the moment is not right, you can sit in front of your computer and you have loads of thinking about it and you actually get nothing done. You're not really um, uh, productive, but when you wait you know this needs to be done at certain time and you just go within, then suddenly you find yourself or I find myself just sitting there and suddenly doing it. And it's actually effortless. I have far less thinking about it. So that's that's something I would like to pass on. It's um, You don't have to have it done on Monday. I mean, of course, if you leave it to the last day, then, you know, and then, for example, like tax return, and then it needs to be done, it needs to be done. And, but then, then still, it's, it's a neutral thing. But you have thinking about that. Mm. You have a lot of thinking about that. You, you uh, want to do something different at that moment. 
you don't want to sit here. You don't want to do that. Life wants to, I don't know, once you want, you want to go some, you, you want to go on a holiday or you want to go, um, oh, you're just ready for a break and then you have to do your tax return. But when you can just see it as a thing which needs to be done, then also you can just sit and then actually you're in the middle of it and you think, oh, actually it wasn't that bad. Oh, it's never that bad, is it? But I think this is the whole societal obsession with productivity. You know, like who, who in their right mind ever thought that human beings were designed to be at high productivity levels for 40 hours a week? I mean, it's wild to think about it. That model is based on like the Industrial Revolution when people were doing manual jobs. But mm -hmm. thinking work, we can't do thinking work for 40 hours a week, you know, but, but high cognitive load. They've measured it. We can do about four or five hours a day. And mm -hmm. then your capacity to solve problems and produce work falls off a cliff. So, yeah, to your point, I try to treat every day like a selection box. Mm -hmm. So there, I know there are maybe three or four things that need to get done. But the order in which I do them, or how, or I might do five minutes and then take a break. I might do an hour, then take a break. It, It's all fluid. And it's just in that moment, I sit at my desk and go, what do I fancy doing? And when I approach it in that way, it makes it fun. Sometimes, you know, there's this whole, this other stream of thinking about you sit and you focus and you do one thing at a time. It doesn't work for me. I do three or four tasks. I do two minutes of one, two minutes of the other, a minute of the other, and I flip between three or four and it all still gets done. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think a lot of it is letting go of, I should be at my desk. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you are in employment, it's different, but hopefully at some point you can work from home and you can design your day how you wish. But, but also, yeah. But also, I think it is time for the employer to look at that in a different way. Mm. I think oh, it, yeah. people can, they will not be as productive as when you give them more freedom of moving around and maybe more flexibility of when to come in in the morning and when to go home and to work a little bit in their own time. Because, I mean, not when you have 10 people, every one of the 10 people will be working slightly in a different way. And when you can give that flexibility, people will be far more productive, far more creative, and it will lead to more productivity in your in your business. Yeah, but there's a fundamental lack of trust, isn't there? I saw, um, I think Goldman Sachs are laying down the law that they want their employees back four days a week. I'm like, oh, guys, did we learn nothing from COVID? And the problem is the COVID data I mean, how you measure productivity, I don't even know, it says that employees were less productive. It doesn't take into account all the working parents that had their children at home. It's not a fair comparison. No. So no. They, they were juggling kids and a job. I mean, the fact that they were juggling kids and a job and they still got their jobs done, I think I take my hat off. I was very lucky that my little one was in, because was of nursery age, so he could still go. But... Yeah, I just, it's trust, isn't it? I don't think employers traditionally trust employees. 
to be responsible with that freedom, even though the vast majority of people, I think, would just design their day differently and would probably, yeah, be be more productive and happier. Offset less. Absolutely. Higher employee loyalty. I mean, the companies that have put the four-day week in place and more homeworking and have and have bedded it in are actually seeing great results from it. Yeah, I think it's I don't think school should be five days a week either. Like we're training our kids to expect to do something five days a week. Mm. My little one asked me, he was like, Mummy, why do I go to school five days a week? And I was like, I don't know, mate, but I don't really agree with it either. And in that age, I mean, how how old is your son now? Five and a half. Five and a half, because uh, on the continent, like in Germany, Switzerland, kids go to kindergarten at four. They start kindergarten till six, seven. I mean, Finn didn't went to school. He was six, six and a half. And uh, then, even then, he was not able to really sit down. It was still too early. Mm. They just want to play. I mean, he did definitely want to play all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a different subject now we're heading in. <laughs> <laughs> so let's stay with uh, success. So, yeah. Is there anything else you would like to add to? I think um, when you're setting your goals or intentions, whatever you want to call it, I think the important thing is to identify where that motivation is coming from. Is it external? Is it a should? Is it a comparison thing? Am I doing it because I feel I ought to or it's the done thing or I'm supposed to do it? And if you can, try and find a motivation or a a starting point that's yours. You know, it's how do I want to feel when I get there? And what does there even look like? You know, like I've really been talking a lot recently about how can you enjoy the journey, not just the destination? Mm. You know, how can you enjoy the entire process of reaching this goal that or, or intention or whatever it is that you want? How can you enjoy all the bits along the way? And like you said, allow for the fact that life just happens. Random opportunities arise. You know, sometimes you, it, like um, there's that, uh, the whole thing about the squiggly career path. Mm-hmm. I love that idea of the squiggly path. You know, maybe there's a year where you take some sideways moves and you're not technically any further on, but you gathered a whole bunch of other complementary skills. I think leaving yourself, setting an intention, but leaving yourself open to how that occurs or the path to get there and letting go of the timeline of, or the out, you know, the specific outcome. That's mm. where the real magic of life is, isn't it? That's where the exactly. And the thing is, I, th- I think the most important part is not letting go of your dream, not letting mm. go of of what you want to achieve, really. But taking in the equation that how do you call it? Quickly, quickly, Squ- squiggly, squiggly. squiggly. That, so that life <laughs> happens, you know, squiggly, and it just does what it does. But don't let go of it, because the thing is, we take it really, really personal. And uh, we we then 
stop believing in ourselves and all the limiting beliefs we're having are coming up then i'm not good enough yeah. i cannot possibly do that other people can do that um it's too much uh, it's too hard work i mean that's another thing really uh you know having a successful business is hard work you know that's always what i hear that hard yeah. work it's um i'm i'm very sensitive to this hard work thing yes in one moment you see it uh, as hard work but it is not constantly because i think as soon as you see it hard work you actually lost the fun in it mm. yeah i think two great questions to ask yourself as you move towards things you want is how does this get to be easy and how does this get to be fun when i have that moment where i arrive to my day and all the thinking is happening and it's all me 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 about everything i go okay how can we make this easy how can we make this fun and it reminds me a you know that is what life is about is enjoying it uh you, you know i have a, a nightly existential crisis <laughs> <laughs> where i where i go how have we had another day what is the meaning of all of this i've started to turn it around and at night now i go I got to do another day today. I got to have add another day to my life, and it was great for these reasons. Oh, beautiful! So I'm trying to I'm trying to look at it the other way around and go. I got to do another one of these, and it was fab. You know, because oh. um, it is. I, I when I listened to your podcast episode earlier about grief and death, it was such a reminder of how we look at life the wrong way around, and we forget to be grateful that we get to live it. You mm -hmm. know, we forget to go. Oh, I got to live another day. How cool was that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you look around you at nature and the ant that gets squished under the the someone's foot or the you know fox that gets run over by the car and all these things. And you're like, it, we forget how vulnerable we are. Yeah, and we we walk around like we're invincible superhumans, and we are so vulnerable. <laughs> we could die at any given moment for any reason, and we forget that, and we think of ourselves as something else and actually it, you know we're we're able to experience gratitude for life if we choose to rather than always seeing I don't have this I don't have that you know mm. just yeah it is it's starting to be a fun thing to do to go I got another trip around the sun how cool is that oh that's really nice that's really nice yeah and I I, I just think It is all about you and how do you want to create your life? Um, mm. Make it like you just said, make it fun and have fun, have fun on the way and don't let off your goals. That's, that's what I would like to give you on the way, whoever. Yeah. Is. Yeah. It's okay to aim for things. It's okay to, to, to move towards things that you want, but to know, what price are you willing to pay for that and for me I won't pay the price of not enjoying my day-to-day -day experience and not spending mm. time with my kids and mm. but know that sometimes the things you want they don't turn up in the package you expect no no exactly maybe completely different but um it 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 will be the right way even if it doesn't yeah. look in that moment like it but it it will be exactly how it's what you need and uh, yeah you can trust in them you can really trust in them yeah beautiful Definitely. Oh, what a lovely conversation 
really thank you for being here and um, having this conversation with me. And so how can uh, people reach out to you? I just, uh, yeah, with all your work with her, if she wants marketing, it's just absolutely incredible. You see how she sees life. So, you know, if you feel you want to work with uh, Siobhan, um, how can people reach you? Oh, thank you. Um, I hang out on LinkedIn a fair amount, so you can find me there, Siobhan Fox, or um, find out more about what I do at my website, which is revealmarketinguk.com. And if you struggle with life, you would like to live an easier life, then you can reach me on healthylivingwithpaolaroyal.co.uk. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a comment or pass it on to a friend or family member to help to make a difference to their life. And if you want more support, get in touch, read my book, join my membership group, or if you want personal support, please find me over healthylivingwithpaolaroyal.co.uk. You find all the links below, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye.